Hey, welcome back, guys. Assalamu alaikum. It's me, Ahmed, and Marwa. Hi. <laughs> and this is The Concept of Us. I've been thinking All these nights turning into these meanings It's so misleading Yeah, the concept of us is always changing In God we trust and through Him will make Welcome back. Thank you so much for your support. It's been crazy. Like, yeah, tremendously so appreciate excited. you guys. In <laughs> our last episode, we talked about how certain expectations and experiences can have an impact on your mental health over time. So we wanted to kind of continue that discussion. Um, and yeah, just as a disclaimer, um, we'll be talking about anxiety, depression, OCD, suicide. And um think that's about it. Yeah. Those um, are some pretty pretty big topics. Yeah. Pretty hefty. Yeah. Um, but I feel like they need to be discussed. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been really present in our lives lately. Yeah, definitely. Uh, especially over the few years. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's it's um it's not the most pleasant topic the way that it's treated. But I, I think depending on how you talk about it and mm-hmm. how you acknowledge it, um, it can actually be more beneficial than harmful. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Definitely. So like for me, <clears throat> I didn't actually get diagnosed until 2017 when, what was it? Twenty? Yeah. 2018? Probably 2018, I yeah, think. I yeah. I got diagnosed 2018. We both did, yeah. Um, but... You know, mine uh, was triggered in 2017. Yeah. And then um, it it brought back a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Going back, you know, back to high school. Because I feel like that's really where it started for me Mm -hmm. is high school. Like, I was always looking for everyone's approval. Yeah. And validation. Right. So, you know, like, so for me, it... Talking to the therapist really helped out a lot. Mm-hmm. But do you remember how long it took for us to actually get to the therapist? It took forever. Oh my gosh. It's like months. Yeah. It and was it, just, I don't know why. I think we were just overthinking. Yeah. And we were definitely overthinking because mm-hmm. it wasn't just we couldn't make time, right? right. Like we had the time. Mm-hmm. But I remember there was once where we went there and we got to the parking lot. And I just, I couldn't go in. I didn't feel like going in. We parked and we just left. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was another time where we went to one office and they told us we needed to go to a different one. Yeah. And so we just got in the car and left. (laughs) (laughs) Like, all right, even. I was like, well, I guess that's not happening. When we finally did go, they had open walk-ins. And we went during that time. uh, But then they were, they told me that they weren't going to be taking any more patients. Mm-hmm. So I pleaded with the receptionist. And <laughs> I remember I like walked away and I was like, I'm just going to wait in the hallway. <laughs> you, yeah, you left. Yeah. You were trying to leave. And I was like, okay, just hold on. Let me <laughs> let me go talk to him real quick. And I talked to the receptionist and she uh, explained how serious it was. Yeah. And like how long it took us to actually get there. Yeah. And, uh, and then they, they scheduled you your appointment and... After I think the, it was that day I actually yeah. got to see them. Yeah, yeah you did it, too. So yeah, we both got to see 
or we got like the initial screening or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they paired us with different therapists each. You know, each, we had yeah, we each, each had our own. Yeah, a separate therapist or whatever. Yeah, it was very very beneficial for me. So, what do you think triggered you needing to see a therapist? Oh, that's a really good question. So, 2018 was when I finally got there, but 2017 Mm -hmm. is when I lost my job. So, I was working at Sprint for a total of about seven years. Yeah. Almost, yeah, a good seven years. Mm -hmm. And um, everything was going well, and uh, we go on vacation Come back from vacation. Our anniversary trip. Our yeah. anniversary trip. Uh, we get back and they let me go. Um, and I, for the longest, like, I was just in denial. Yeah. Like, I was just acting like I was on vacation. And, you know, I would I would call one of the, one of the supervisors or one of the managers, the district manager or the area manager. Or, mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I'd been there so long. I had so many connections that I thought. That yeah. I had, that I would be like, you know, this is a mistake. Like, right? Yeah. Like clearly, someone can see that I shouldn't have been let go. You know, and um, and of course, you know, like it's once you're let go, all those corporate connections, they don't. As far as I, I can only speak from my experience, mm-hmm. those corporate connections died. You know, yeah. like it was well wishes and sympathy, mm-hmm. but. There's no one that had my back for it. Of course, yeah. No, I I did win the uh, wrongful termination unemployment with the state. So, I mean, that I do have that. And I'm happy that I was able to actually prove that. Yeah. Like that I should not have been fired. Mm -hmm. But also, I feel like it was a huge blessing that I'm not there anymore. It really was. Because (laughs) I remember like... Just the, what the stories you told me, like, I would just be like, you need yeah. to get out of there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's all right. I mean, I, like I said, I I learned a lot from it. Yeah, you did. Um, it definitely helped with my tuition reimbursement. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? That was yes, fun. Yes, that was good times. Um, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, being let go from there, it really it flipped everything upside down for me. So, yeah. So, after I got let go from that... It it brought back a lot of other things because I started to feel like I failed. It wasn't financial. It was just I like I felt like I failed. Yeah. And that that feeling came back yeah. hard because everything from when I was a child came back with it. I mean, it makes sense because like in reality, like our jobs are a sense of validation. You know what I mean? Like once that's pulled out from under you, you're going to be like, okay. What now? Well, what am yeah? What am I doing? Yeah. So that's valid. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely happy with how things worked out. Yeah, really, like everything. Alhamdulillah, thank God. Like it's yeah. it's really been blessings, blessings on blessings after I left there. Um, but do you remember anything in particular from therapy that you felt like kind of helped you, or um, or how was your experience with therapy? I guess, and all in all. So I mean. Uh, at first, I really was very on edge. Yeah. You know, like, how how am I supposed to explain to this person everything that I've been going through? Mm-hmm. You know, like, how am I supposed to let them inside of my head? And, and they're not Muslim. 
Like the therapist that I talked to wasn't Muslim. So like I'm looking at it like, is he even going to understand where I'm coming from with things? Right. Um, Mm -hmm. but, um, but it was, it was overwhelmingly comforting. Yeah. Yeah. Like my therapist recommended to me that I find different, um, Muslim groups or people to hang out with. Like after I explained to him that I had just moved there a couple of years ago and that, you know, like everything that had happened, he asked me like, he's like, well, are you involved at any of the mosques? And I was like, well, not, not really. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, and so he, you know, he recommended that I get involved in these communities more. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, like the, the care and respect for my beliefs was there to where like, I felt like, I felt like I could really just be 100% honest, Yeah. not be judged, not have any, any problems or anything like that. Right. That's really awesome. My biggest takeaway from the therapist that I was seeing in California was mm-hmm. that I, when I'm really feeling depressed or I'm really in my head, yeah, to try to think about the present, to take myself back to the current moment that I'm in, mm-hmm. and go from that point forward. Yeah, you know, like it's okay to think about what happened. Mm-hmm. But don't get stuck there. Right. You know? Makes sense, yeah. But what about you? Why do you feel like you actually had to go see a therapist? Like what hmm. what triggered you needing therapy? I guess when I first noticed it um was in twenty fifteen when we first moved from Missouri to California. Moved back. Moved well, you I moved, moved back to California, yeah. I moved to California, so I was <laughs> yeah. happy. Yeah, so I guess, well, okay, I guess I should backtrack. So when I when we got married, mm-hmm. I moved from California to Missouri. It's a great state of misery. Love yeah. it here. <laughs> it's a great place. <laughs> no, I really do love it here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so when we got married and I moved to Missouri in 2012, that was like leaving everything I've ever known, right? Like yeah. my family and my friends, just everything. And, like, that's a big shock in itself. Like, it didn't really affect me at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was just normal to, like, be sad about it. Like, not being... Be sad about what? Being with family and friends. Oh, like yeah. being away from them? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes um, sense. Yeah, so I don't think I don't think that really triggered anything. But I think it was um, moving back to California, like, two years later, where I was... I think I had expectations... Of yeah. how life would be once we moved back there. So I think maybe I thought like moving back to California, be like, okay, like I have my friends there. Not to say I didn't have friends in Missouri. Like, yeah. you know, I had a few, but like. Home is yeah. home. Yeah. Just ha- like I could hang out with my family. I could hang out with my friends, you right. know. It's like what um, I expected moving back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think once I got back to California, it was just, obviously things are not going to be exactly the same as they were two years before that, you right, know? Right. So I think that had an impact on me. And then just not having, like, it was hard to find a job. I was job searching for a while. So again, I had nothing to keep me busy. So it's just. A lot of. Yeah. So I feel like depression really, really sink in. 
I remember you applied for like some couple hundred jobs. Yeah, I think it was like 200. But yeah, you got you got help with your cover letter and resume. Like yeah. you updated it a lot. Yeah, I took it seriously. Like I was really trying to find a job. Yeah, I was applying to jobs that I would that I'm not normally like comfortable with. Yeah. So like being a receptionist for example, like I've done it before, but it just it scares me. I feel like that would just make your like anxieties <laughs> yeah, spike. Yeah. Exactly. And it did like when I did it for a while. Yeah. Like Mind you, we like rotated being the receptionist, but like when I like I would dread it. Like <laughs> I remember yeah. you would tell me like you'd be excited when someone did it for you. Yeah. Like you'd be happy to I'd do. make deals with people, like please. <laughs> I remember you chose to like return voicemails. Yeah, like I'll instead do instead of be at the reception desk. Yeah, like I'm good. That's funny. <laughs> it's just it's really hard, especially with someone it is. who it's, has anxiety. <laughs> I bet. I yeah. bet. And I, that was when you didn't even really realize you had anxiety. Like, yeah, that was like I just thought, like I always thought I was, I was just shy. Like you know, you know, you'd always think it's something else. You didn't know what it was called back mm-hmm. then. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then also in 2015, I think that's when we realized um, I had like the muscle weakness. Yeah. So like climbing up those stairs, those apartment stairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it would take me like forever. And I never knew why. Like I always thought it was just because I don't exercise enough or yeah. just not active enough, whatever. I remember I used to like, I used to low key like get annoyed when like we'd be taking our time up or you didn't want to go up the stairs with me. Like we'd have to go find an elevator. Yeah. And I'd be like, why? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> Like, why can't you just run up these stairs with me real quick? Yeah. But after we figured out why, I definitely feel like... (laughs) But we we didn't know. I felt horrible. You didn't know. But no, like we didn't. But I mean, that really goes to say, like, you really don't know what people are dealing with. Yeah. You really have no idea. It's really, it's really crazy. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. 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 So I, I, I remember something like... I remember you coming home like really frustrated about about that once. Like, yeah, yeah. I went to a doctor's appointment and I took the elevator. And then as soon as the elevator doors open, this lady like rolls her eyes and says, "Oh my god, this elevator for one person." I was yeah, just like, I'm sorry. Like that's yeah. I was like, I, I can't climb the stairs. <laughs> Do you yeah. want to see me try? <laughs> like, <laughs> are you gonna help me? Yeah, like seriously. But that's so, yeah. yeah. People yeah, people don't crazy. get it, and it's. Yeah. And I didn't realize it either, like, before. Yeah. You don't know that, like, I don't know, not all disabilities are visible. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah, not all disabilities are visible, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So just a little side note, uh, Sugar Plum decides to come, Sugar Plum is our cat, you guys don't remember from the trailer. (laughs) Sugar Plum. (laughs) And she's laying down in front of us, trying to be cute and get her attention. And it's working. <laughs> it's, she definitely distracts. So us. cute! Oh my god, <laughs> love her. But um, yeah, she's also um, kind of like our therapy cat. Yes, <laughs> we got her in twenty seventeen. Yeah, she yeah. was supposed to be my therapy cat. She was literally born when, like, in July when you lost your job. That's crazy, right? And on top of that, like, she wasn't even supposed to. Be at the was that an animal shelter? I think. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. like they didn't even know she was in the, like the cage or the box that they brought in or whatever. Yeah, they like they the just claimed she was just in. Yeah, like she was just with another cat. All yeah, the time. Like they they named her Houdini. Yeah, and I swear, like when we were walking through, like looking at all the cats, she would not stop staring at us. Like but her she didn't eyes come were up locked. to the window. Yeah, she but she was like just staring at us. Yeah, she was, was just crazy. from the back of it. Like we'd walk by and. She's laying in the back, right? Kind of. Yeah, she was just sitting in the back, just watching us. It was so cute. And then when we like, they would so they would have like you, so you'd pick out a couple cats, Mm -hmm. and they bring each cat one at a time. Yeah, so you can like yeah interact with them. And I remember the first cat that they brought, like ran straight at you. Mm -hmm. It didn't have a tail. Remember? It didn't have a tail. No, it was a broken tail. Oh, it's a broken tail. Yeah, yeah. and it was a little like baby at an angle. Like yeah, but it was, it was so playful. It was. It yeah. was just playing the whole time. We almost. I think we almost. That got was that the one, one that we were going to get. But we were like afraid because it needed medicine all the time. And oh yeah, they said it had some medical needs. Yeah. So we didn't. We didn't go with that cat. Um, yeah. And then we got uh, Sugar Plum. Ugh. Now she's sleeping. <laughs> she's so cute. But yeah, um, but that's sugar plum. Her her name I don't really know where it came from. I just wanted something cute, so I said sugar plum. Well, I liked it. It's a really long it. name, but it's cute. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> but anyways, what were we talking about? I'm trying to think. But yeah, I think the like the expectation of moving back and that really like I guess flared up my depression because mm-hmm. I feel like you know I've had depression off and on but of course you didn't know what it was called back in middle school yeah you know i didn't even know depression existed yeah so i think that came back up and then like the more i was depressed the more i like isolated myself yeah so i think that's what brought up the anxiety and the social anxiety and all of that yeah um so yeah, that's what I've been dealing with. Um, so I found out in 2018, I was a carrier for a genetic disease called um, Duchenne muscular dystrophy. And that explained my um, muscle weakness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that didn't make my depression or anxiety any better. I can't imagine it would. So I was also diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder. and OCD. Yes, OCD. But yeah, I think I always had OCD. But this really, like, brought it back up. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know. So my therapist told me to think back, think back to my childhood. Like, like, do I remember anything like that? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, I was a really picky eater. (laughs) I was really particular about, like... Wasn't it your food can't touch? I don't remember if it was that, but I was just... I don't remember. I just know I was really picky. Okay. Yeah. And then also, like, I was really particular about, like, my clothes. Like, I remember, like, my socks, like, had to be rolled down. And, like, I literally had to, like, pat the sides for, like, on both of my ankles to make yeah. sure it was, like, yeah. But it was just, like, those things. And that's, like, the, that was, like, like the extent would probably of say, it. like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. Like, oh, it's funny. She, like, really cared. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you're really meticulous about your socks. Yeah. So, but. But I get it now. Like, yeah. it, I mean, now, if I saw that now. Yeah. And I mean, you don't do that now. but <laughs> No. But if you did that now. Yeah. It would definitely be like, a, oh, my God, what are you doing? Like, yeah. it'd be weird. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But because you were a kid, it was okay. It was yeah. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, that's, it's definitely interesting. 
But it also, it like reveals itself in other ways. Like wash your hands, go sit down and constantly think about the fact that your hands might be dirty, even though you know you wash them. So it's like, it's constant. And someone else is telling you constantly that they're clean and... Yeah, like you will tell me they're clean. You're like, I saw you. Like I saw you wash them. I'm like, no, because it's like it only like it just eats at you. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I'll really obsess over if the stove is off or yes. if the door is locked or how many pictures of the stove have you found from last year? Oh my gosh, I think I need to post those. Honestly, there's like this is real. Like she takes pictures of the yeah. stove sometimes before we leave. To make sure, so I can look back and be like, okay, it's off. Yeah. And that's, I mean, yeah. that's, it's okay. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll do it too sometimes for you and I'll, <laughs> I'll like, I'll make sure to, to say before we leave, like, Hey, the stove's off. I checked, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and like that, making sure like, uh, what were you going to say? No, go ahead. And just like making sure things are clean, you know, like you'll bring me a water bottle and I'm like, okay, so it's clean. Yeah. Or you'll pour me a bowl of cereal. I'm like, okay, was everything clean? Was it in the dishwasher? <laughs> Which has been great for this COVID. I was going to say that too. Like it hasn't made things any easier for me. Like I yeah. felt like I was finally making progress and now it's like, wash your hands every, for 20 everything. seconds. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then wash your hands for 20 seconds, seven yeah. times. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I literally count 20 seconds now. Yes. And if you <laughs> lose count, you'll start all over. Yeah. So I feel like if, you know, like these things that we've been dealing with came up years ago, it would have been a, just like a, like Stawad Minashaitan. Um, and that, what that translates to is, um, seek refuge from the devil, mm-hmm. right? Like re- seek refuge in God from the devil. And I get that to a degree. The devil whispers in your ear. Yeah. It's real. Right, like no one's questioning that. Right, but to dismiss the medical aspect of it, like the illness side of it, mm-hmm. I feel like is very negative. Yeah, I I feel like things have gotten a lot better now. Yeah, like there's much more recognition that. Yeah, like Rabbi made these medicines. Like God made this medicine for us. Right, right. Like it's if you get a cut. You go get a Band-Aid. Yeah. You don't just leave it open. Exactly. Right? Like, yeah. So it's I, I, it's the same principle, mm-hmm. same thought process. Yeah. But. Yeah. I feel like they just, that's another thing. Like, I feel like our communities, like, really, I don't know. They, like, tie your mental illness to being, like, a bad Muslim. Yeah. It's you very know? easy for that to happen. Yeah. And it just. I feel like it, I don't know, it just makes... It makes it hard. It, it really makes does. it hard yeah. for you to trust your community exactly. or to be able to, like, seek help. Yeah. You know, like, I feel I feel better for the younger generations mm-hmm. because I feel like they have better support networks for themselves. Yeah. I, I could be wrong. Because so. there's more of an understanding out there. Yeah, like, I, like me, our generation, using mm-hmm. Google versus... My younger siblings using Google, mm-hmm. but but I feel like that has a huge impact. Yeah, you know, like the the access to technology and the means to to use it. I feel like it's it that's so true. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it definitely make. I feel like it it can hurt a lot. I was gonna say it's like a double edged sword because I feel like now 
I don't want to say like mental illness or anxiety. Anxiety is more on the rise, I guess. Yeah, it's much more. And I think it's because of social media and. Oh, I mean that's been proven. I think. Yeah, no, that definitely has been. I'm coming up with that or anything. No, that's anybody can search that anywhere and find that. That's crazy. So the interesting thing about um, like being diagnosed with OCD was that my therapist told me that. Like, subhanAllah, it's crazy how this works. But, like, it's like my body and my mind, like, trying to control something I can't. Mm-hmm. So, like, when it comes to, like, my muscle weakness, like, there's literally nothing I can do to, like, strengthen my my muscles, right? Right. So, it's like I'm doing, like, the hand washing and I'm doing all these things for, like, a sense of control. Right. And we'll go into, like, more detail about what, like, Duchesne is. Yes. Because. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be wondering what we're talking about. Yeah, because, like, what I deal with isn't even the full extent of the actual disease. Like, what I go through is, like, nothing compared to what they have to deal with, you know? Yeah. So. Do you want to give them just, like, a really brief idea of what it is? Yeah, I'll just try to explain it the best I can, because obviously I'm not a doctor and I don't know genetics and all of that stuff. <laughs> no, but, you have to <laughs> But basically, like, so if a boy is born with a Duchenne muscular dystrophy, um, it's likely to be fatal. Um, I know now there's, like, more advancements and I think, yeah. like, trial medication, mm-hmm. so. But right now. about some stuff like that. Yeah. But right now there's no cure. Right. But um, so girls, like we can be carriers for it. And so you that, can be. And then you can also be a symptomatic carrier. Which is what you are. Yeah. And there's like a small percentage of us. So if you're out there, let's connect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's talk about this. <laughs> so like for me, it's like it's hard to climb upstairs. It's hard to like get up from sitting what else would you say? Isn't it if like if you work out, it causes the muscles to get weaker? They didn't say weaker, but they said you could damage them. So that's another thing. Like I don't like I've gone to different doctors and I don't I've never got a clear answer. Remember yeah. like the first people were like, Yeah, try physical therapy. Yeah. And I'm like, Well, is that gonna strengthen my muscles? No. So why am I going? <laughs> we don't you know? know. They literally yeah. had no reason. I basically for you. I said that to one of them once and she's like, Yeah. And then, like, another one said, yeah, like, working out, you may cause more damage. Yep. And then, um, um, but, yeah, and then also um, when and if we decide to have kids, inshallah. Inshallah. um, Only God knows, if God wills. There's, like, a 25% chance to have a baby with the disease. But, yeah, there's, like, treatments like IVF and different things that we could try. But um, And insurances companies are starting to cover those? Yeah. So if that's something that you might need to look into or if you're not sure, uh, definitely look into what you may or may not carry. Yeah. And that way you can at least be aware. Yeah, definitely. Don't want to be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I think, like, as of recently, I think – just being a carrier, like, that really, like, affected my mental health. Yeah. And, like... I bet. Just, yeah, just not just not knowing, like, not having a definitive answer, not really knowing, because it's so rare, you know, yeah. that there is a girl who's a symptomatic carrier. So yeah. it's just, it's been a lot, but... um, Everything happens for a reason. 
Exactly. <laughs> One of our most common things we remind each other of. Yeah, but like therapy really, really helped me. Like, yeah. Like I really bonded with her, you know? And like, yeah. it's just amazing how much like she paid attention. Like mm-hmm. every single time I thought, okay, here I go. I have to re explain everything. <laughs> but she like knew things like better than I I did, obviously. Yeah. She's a therapist. But I mean, like. She remembered what you told her. Yeah. Yeah, like, wait, I, I told you that? Like, you know? I remember, yeah, because I, I remember when we moved from California, that was our, our top concern was yeah. what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And I I miss my therapist so much. Like, I, I can't thank him enough for everything that he's helped me with because yeah. he's really, like, he really, he really made a huge difference in my life, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, he even gave me, like, he gave me the confidence or... I should say he helped me find the confidence in myself yeah, to not be ashamed mm-hmm. of my depression, you yeah. know, of my, like, like I, I have suicidal thoughts. It's mm-hmm. something that I've been dealing with for a couple of years. Yeah. Some days are really worse than the others, but you know, I, I know that that's not an option for me. Mm-hmm. It's not easy dealing mm-hmm. with these things. Yeah. And a lot of people carry this weight on their shoulders yeah. And don't say anything about it. Mm-hmm. So it's you know we that's why we're that's why we're doing this. Like yeah, we said, exactly. <laughs> we keep saying this over and over again. But yeah. we really you really don't know what people are dealing with, and we have to be there for each other. We have to be patient with each other. We have to be kind to each other. Yeah, yeah. Another thing that like my therapist like taught me was like that was during the time where I like quit my job too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was too overwhelming. Yeah, because I told her, like, it was essentially a toxic environment. It you was. You know what I mean? Like, you super, your boss was nice. Yeah, you had a couple he, he nice was coworkers. Awesome. Yeah. But the environment, the just, way that you were managed, yeah. it was toxic. Yeah. And, like, she, like, she, like, gave me, like, the, the strength, like, to realize. That I can take myself out of toxic situations. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I have control over that. Mm-hmm. So that like that was really helpful. I don't want to say that like therapy like fixed that, everything. Yeah, like that fixed everything. Yeah. But That's even more than that, clarify. like the first therapist that I saw, remember that like initial meeting they give you? Yeah. Like I didn't like my first I therapist. did not like her at all. And I really felt like she judged me. Like, that was the first time I told someone that, like, I wanted to, like, literally hang myself, you know? Like, I literally said those words. And, like, the way she, like, looked at me, it was just, like, like, I don't know. Like, I felt like she was disgusted. Yeah. And it just, I was like, is this how therapy is going to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I got to say my, so I love the therapist that I was with, too. Yeah. Right. And it's really like saying what you said is not easy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm not a sheikh. I'm not a scholar. I'm not, I'm not even a student for real, really. But I feel like every day that you push through and that you keep pushing on and you don't mm-hmm. take your life. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's a blessing in itself. Yeah. And, you know, inshallah, it never happens. Yeah. I feel like that was something that you were dealing with before. Yeah. But like I said, it's just dealing with it mm-hmm. and just being able to 
to say it. Yeah. I it's think, not yeah. easy. Yeah. I still felt relieved that yeah. I could actually, that I actually told someone that it, like, you know, yeah. like it was out in the open. Yeah. Because I feel like, I feel like it's really important that we talk about it because I feel like a lot of Muslims bottle it up. Like it's not a good option. Yeah. And almost every article that I've read mm-hmm. or little story where somebody attempted to commit suicide yeah. and failed mm-hmm. was like immensely thankful that they didn't do it. Yeah. And I feel like that is like, that's a rahmah from Rabbi. Right. Like, I don't know, but I just, that's, I feel like that's a blessing from God that mm-hmm. you get saved from that. Like, it'll be like God's giving you a second chance. And it's, I mean, every day that we wake up is a second chance. You know, it's a, it's a fresh start and an opportunity to build more and to do more, to add to your good deeds, to build more for your afterlife. And, you know, yeah, it's, and, it's a lot. It <laughs> it's a lot. And that's why we really, we want to drive the point home that you are loved and you are not alone. Yes. Because like even, like for all those people who feel the same way that we've felt mm-hmm. or whatever, like I know like you can't voice it or you feel like you can't talk to anybody. So we're here to tell you, you are loved and you are not alone. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, it's... It's not an easy thing to talk about. I keep saying this over and over. It's not. Because it's it's really hard. Like Mm -hmm. it's, you know, and we're not doing this because we want people's sympathy. Like we appreciate Mm -hmm. it. Thank you so much. Of course. But we know that Rabbi is not going to test us with something we can't handle. Exactly. We know we're not going to get pushed to the edge where we can't come back from. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's important to know, like you said, that, that, that we're loved, that yeah. you are loved, like mm-hmm. we are loved, we are appreciated, and yeah. we're not alone. Yeah, and, because um, as as people who've gone through these things, like I feel like the more we heard that, like the better we f- felt. Not saying that's going to cure, but that's something that sometimes that's all you need to hear. It's reassuring. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just telling someone you appreciate them. Yeah, it yep. goes a long way. It goes a very <laughs> long way. So if you are dealing with depression like if you are having suicidal thoughts please reach out to professional help please like it's 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 very serious that you take it serious and then we'll put some resources um maybe on our instagram yeah or maybe in our detail section on the podcast yeah um maybe a couple links there um and there was this quote that i saw on instagram that um it said shame dies when stories are told in safe places so we really want to create that space um to have these much needed conversations there may be benefits to not talking about certain things right but in our experience by being able to talk about it and not talk about it in a sense of being negative about it, mm-hmm. but talking about it in a, with a mentality of getting help. What we're trying to do is really contribute to that safe space idea and make it to where we can tell somebody that we're not feeling okay today and know that we're going to not be judged right. and be supported. Exactly. And be encouraged. Yeah. You know, and there there are groups out there. There's groups on Facebook and elsewhere. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But 
this was definitely a um, much more in-depth, thorough, um, very real and raw. And we really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, It definitely was not easy talking about some of these things. So um, we definitely appreciate your uh, understanding. Um, If you have been dealing with this, like I said, please reach out for help. Just a reminder that we're not therapists. We don't claim to be therapists. We're not scholars. This is literally just our experiences, our our own knowledge. Yep. And we will always, if you have any questions, we always direct you to the right people. Always remember, you are loved. You are not alone. And we appreciate you. Thank you. Take care.